Well, hello, my friends from faraway places and local places. Uh, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo, the Florida Keys, Monroe County. And I hope you're having a good day. I have a great day. I got my everything I needed done uh, so far today. So far today. There's always things that need to be done, right? There's always things you have to do. If you're in person, right, unless you're one of those people that are independently wealthy and have everything taken care of for them. Yeah, there's always things to do. I was discussing with someone the other day, we started out with the bartending thing, about terminology. And I always have to remind people about when they're ordering drinks. When you're ordering a drink, and I tell the server, I say, listen, it's not enough and if someone's ordering a beer or a wine, if it's draft beer, that's all you need to tell them. If they said, oh, I'll have a Bud Light, I'll have a Miller Light, I'll have whatever IPA or a glass of wine, right? Unless they have a particular thing, they wanted a, a spritzer or a sangria or something like that, there's a need for further explanation. But normally for wine and beer, you don't need to explain it, Right? But if you order almost anything else, and I'm talking about alcoholic drinks, I had someone order a Zacapa. And it wasn't the server was new, but the person that was ordering it just ordered, is it, it's a rum. It's an Añejo rum. Very good rum. And someone ordered it, and they just said the name of the rum. And I said, yes. And I go, was that neat? Was Neat means served at the temp- room temperature in a glass, not chilled. No ice. Did they say it was on the rocks? There's all a number of ways they could have wanted it. They could have made it. Well, obviously, he didn't say anything else, so he didn't want to mix. But it could have been on the rocks. It could have been chilled up. Or neat. And neat and up. Up means, for me, chilled. Neat means up, not chilled. And on the rocks means ice. Well, I went to the table and I asked the gentleman, I go, you ordered that drink, how do you want it? He says, a couple ice cubes. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. You should see it. There's people that when they order a martini, and that was one of the first episodes, they said people with martinis have a lot of instructions sometimes. You know, I'll have a Grey Goose martini, uh, really light on the dry vermouth. I want a lemon twist. And once again, there's a lemon or lemon twist or lemon wedge, right? A le- well, if you say lemon, I'm assuming lemon wedge. Or a wheel, whatever you do. I actually like the wedge myself. Um, the the wheel looks nice, but it doesn't serve if people wanted to get an extra lemon in there, right? The wedge acts as that transport for lemon juice, right? So you can squeeze it right in the drink if you like a little more lemon. Or lime, or orange, or whatever. So when you're ordering, complete the whole idea. 
If you don't want any temperature, just order it neat. If you want a little couple of cubes, have it cubes. If you want it chilled up, you do that. Same thing with almost any, like a, a rum and coke. If you don't want a lime, no fruit, please. Some people get say NFL. NFL means no fucking lime. Right? So, you can just say no fruit. No fruit. You know, there's some drinks like a gin and tonic. It'll come with lime unless you... At 95% of the places you go to, when you order a vodka tonic, gin and tonic, rum and coke, those drinks will come with lime. Just like a martini will come with olives. And if you want to say, I want a martini with pearl onions, well, that's a Gibson. Just, it, it makes it easier. But sometimes I understand people say, well, a martini... With pearl onions. They don't want to say Gibson because, first of all, a vodka Gibson, unless you want a gin Gibson, because a, a martini, if someone says, I'm a martini, extra dry, they'll get a gin martini very, with very little remove, if any at all, chilled up in a glass with olives. If you want a Gibson, if you ordered a Gibson, you'd get the same martini, except without the olives, you'll get it with the pearl onions. And if you ordered a gimlet, you get it with lime juice and hopefully a little bit of simple syrup. If in, Unless you are adding Rose's lime juice. Just l- splash it out with a lime wedge. So that's the wisdom for today when it comes to the bar. When I woke up this morning, I'm watching the news and I noticed a trend. And the bigger trend I will get. But the thing that really struck me in the beginning, I'm with one commercial... It was according. It wasn't an actor per, portraying a doctor. It was a doctor. I think it was a cardiac surgeon, and he was talking about his practice. I guess his practice or the practice he belongs to. And he's there giving his flat delivery, like a high functioning savant. I didn't say idiot savant. I'm just saying a savant. You could tell the guy may not have that really great. Um, it's funny because he doesn't seem to have, when you're talking to him, he didn't seem open and all that. He seemed very wooden. I can't imagine what he'd be like in front of the um, a patient. But he had the bullet points where they had them CGI'd in front of him and he's pushing them away and all that stuff. He's wearing his lab coat. It looks very professional, but for some reason in the commercial for something like that, he wasn't talking about things in general it was for his practice in particular and that made a big impact on me because I'm thinking man I do not want to see my doctor on television in a commercial I want to see him on television in a documentary or when they're saying you know when they're talking about a hospital like Cleveland Clinic and they go like this we have the best doctors at Cleveland Cleveland Clinic or Johns Hopkins and then they show a group of doctors or a single doctor and all that stuff but I don't want to see the heart surgeon the cardiac surgeon shilling for his practice just the way I am they said why Jim why can't they do it everyone else does well just because everyone else does it doesn't mean it's right okay and it works for some people I did mention a couple months back 
there's a roofer in Miami, and it's uh, Paul Bang, B-A-N-G-E. It could be Bang-E, but it looks like Paul Bang. Hi, I'm Paul Bang. And his commercial was Paul Bang Roofing. I'm Paul, give me a call. And I thought that was funny. I said, well, that's kind of surreal. I still would have it because they have the guy on there. He looks like a roofer. He acts like a roofer. I'm not saying acts like a roofer. You know what I mean. He's easygoing. He's definitely less wooden than the cardiac uh, surgeon or the cardiac doctor. He looks like a guy saying, well, I could see this guy being on my roof. You know, or, you know, obviously this guy would not be on the roof. He'd be supervising and stuff like that. He just sends his guys out. Probably has a huge crew if you can afford Miami airtime in, you know, the six to seven o'clock hour for people. That'd be the time people watching the news and they got a leak in the ceiling. They said, man, we got to call a roofer. And they said, well, we get Paul, give him a call. You know, that actually works. But the one thing I really noticed today was a plethora, I mean, assorted services on commercial. No products, services. And we're in the beginning of the Christmas season. You think people are showing it. Obviously, the car commercials, you're not going to see a ton of those because there's no inventory. There's no inventory. As soon as the cars come available, I think they're going to have them sold. I mean, certain cars, there's cars on every lot. There's some cars on every lot. We don't know whose they are. They could have like shitty options. They could have a shitty option package. I sold cars and trucks years ago. Years ago. And one guy came in for a a Chevy heavy-duty truck with dual wheels on the uh, dual dual tires in the back and he was going to set up a a drilling rig on the back of it and it's funny this guy looked like a bill wissinger the guy that was on our podcast a couple years ago was a regular on our podcast or the co-host but this guy was bigger he was bigger bigger than bill he's bigger than me big guy and he ordered this truck and he put, it was a truck that no one would ever want. It had this heavy gear. Someone would want it, but it wouldn't be for mass. It wouldn't be a truck people would look for unless they had a specific need. And it had a huge engine. A lot of people have that. But the gearing made it particularly, like, not necessarily fast. It was just for towing heavy loads and doing heavy-duty work. And it was going to be a forest green with a utility bed in the back and manual, a manual uh, transmission. And my car manager at the time said, listen, if you're going to order that, he was a new car manager. He said, if you're going to order that, you better get a decent amount of deposit because we're not going to, if it shows up on a lot, we're not going to get anything back. So this guy plops down. I don't know. Remember, this is back, well, you don't know yet. This was back in the late 80s. The late 80s. And, you know, a truck was, that kind of truck would have been about, I'm thinking, about nineteen, twenty thousand, 20,000, 
So he put 2500 on it. And there was room in it too. Profit. So they could have sold it. They could have still sold it for 15000 Well, I only stayed for another six months. The guy never came and picked up the truck when it came in. Never came in. And I went by the dealership a year later. And the truck was still sitting on a lot. So, no matter, even being able to offer a $2,500 additional discount over their, you know, over what they're, they own it for, they weren't able to sell it. And it must be those things right now. You get a shitty option package, something that doesn't want. Doesn't, I mean, who gets, is there a possibility of getting car without electric windows? Certain cars, they don't offer the options of, of manual transmissions. Or how about I had someone want a car without air conditioning? Imagine having a car without air conditioning in this day and age. But this was, yeah, in the late 80s, someone wanted a Chevy Nova, which was back then made by Toyota for General Motors. And it was one, he ordered one without air conditioning. I couldn't understand it. He wouldn't explain it. It was only a $600 option back then. And it provides so much more than it costs, you know, for, I know, environmentally, it could be that way, but air conditioning, especially down here. So, yeah, you're thinking of inventory and stuff like that. So, getting back to the thing about, we were initially talking about commercials. There's no products, all services. We got doctors, we have lawyers. Jesus Christ, the personal injury lawyers all over the place, all over the place in Miami. On the, on the television. Different ones. Ones they never heard of. You know, we pay the highest returns. And, and remember, we only get paid when you get your whatever, money or something like that. Which, I don't know, man. There's the, Doctors have a Hippocratic Earth Oath with, which say, you know, first, do no, first thing, do no harm. Don't make the patient worse than... It was when you see them. Do no harm. Well, I know the lawyers have ethic, ethics codes. And to go on and promise people or show them that people can get, they show people with big awards for accidents. I mean, they get real blatant. They said, before you see a doctor, call us. Before you see a doctor. Imagine that, the doctor's first thing you see. Before you talk to any, before you take a settlement, talk to us. Because it could be unforeseen injuries that you don't know about yet. You know, you might have pains that you don't feel in yet. Or what they're saying is that don't be stupid, you stupid fuck. Get, you know, sue the bastard. Claim neck and back pain. Loss of consortium rights. Consortium rights. That's a... That was a big thing. I was served on a civil jury where this uh, guy uh, was trying to say, the uh, wife said they were losing consortium rights. And I looked at the two people. I didn't think they were, I didn't think they had sex together. <laughs> I don't know if, that, and I would need an accident not to want to be with, I, you know, but I, I'm sorry about that. 
But the loss of concerns, that's a real thing. They say, well, I lost this. I lost my ability to play a sport I really enjoyed. What was your sport? Poker. I can't, well, I, you know, you can make up something. I can't sit in the folding chairs that they have. We use the same folding chairs that they use for the dogs. Okay. I get it. You want to get the biggest amount. You got to put an amount of things, how this accident affected you and the pain and suffering you suffered so you can return. So your your lawyer can get 50% or something. I don't know what they're doing. But yeah. So it's all services. You don't see as many products. Every so often you see a product. There's supermarkets. Fortunately, they have... I'm I'm flexible with stuff like that. I don't know what it would be like if I had my my daughter, my stepdaughter was little and she wanted a toy that was in short supply. That would be, you know, how to explain to a six-year-old. Well, sit down, little little one. I want to explain to you about the so- supply chain economics. How your toy was made initially made in Malaysia. But at this time, they don't have the resources to make those things. Or they're fulfilling quotas that they haven't met yet. And they're playing catch-up. And they didn't, make it to, you know, they didn't make it to the United States yet. All sorts of things. But you'll notice, if you look, this Christmas, you're going to see a lot of commercials for service. For services. There's 1-800-MASSAGE, I think, or Massage. There's an app for Massage Wellbeing. You see apps, um, you know, entertainment, concerts, things like that. But product, not as much product. You, you know, you may say, well, there's one, there's one, there's one product. There's not the volume of commercials for products. Now, it's a lot of times services, maintenance, and things like that. Like Paul Bang Roofing, the Cardiac Care Center, uh, attorneys. I mean, eventually, I guess late at night, they'll have the Asian massage parlors, the palm readers. Gosh, your, you know, your back alley cannabis dealer. When you say back alley cannabis dealer, I don't get why people still. You know, I I know people. I mean, there's still a lot of people that do pot, you know, smoke pot. But with the advent of medical marijuana, at least here in Florida, and recreational medical in other states, I don't know how pot dealers stay in there. Why would they? People say, well, I've always been going to a pot dealer. And he says, like, that's why I don't want to have this. But what you're doing until they change the law is illegal. But if you get the... If you get the you know, your pot dealer is going to go out of business. They're going to have to diversify. They got to go to another legal substance. So that'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out with commercials, right? You can see if there. I don't think there's ever going to be like a drop in the lawyer commercials, right? A couple, well, about a week or two ago, I told you that one of our representatives in, in Monroe County say we're, we're a small community and with a big reputation, the Florida Keys, because everyone, you know, in the United States, most everyone knows the Florida Keys and they have an image. 
And we're only year-round residents around 90,000. Not a huge county. Area-wise, not a huge county population-wise. I mean, if you count the Everglades, it's, it's, it's a decent amount of land. Right? But the, the land that people can live on, that's... And yeah, you can live in the Everglades and stuff like that. But I mentioned that we, like a lot of different communities, have been affected by COVID and, you know, the fluctuations of the markets and, and the economy and real estate markets and all that stuff. So we have a lot of concerns nowadays. You know, there's a rising cost to healthcare premiums. They've gone up, especially since COVID-19. Um, in coastal communities, wind and flood insurance has gone up dramatically with the increase in tropical storms and things like that. So the more storms you have, the more claims you have. And when there's more claims, there's less reserves that the insurance company has. So they raise the premium. Okay? So that's it. We have roads that need to be taken care of. Uh, the overseas highway, leaving Key Largo, I hate to say it, is in shitty condition for a relatively new road. And being in the trop, uh, subtropics, we don't have the huge fluctuation fluctuation in temperature or salt or any chemicals that they put they need to put down they don't have to put chemicals down for ice or anything here so the roads should last longer if they're made correctly but for some reason we have as just bad as potholes as you get in the place like uh, let's say indiana now overseas highway they built it on i think crushed coral rock and you know that's there's still a lot of vacant spots there so that when that settles you get some decent holes there and it's just like a, a very patchy potholy road horrible and even as you go through the keys so that's one thing I'm, I'm, I sound like I'm bitching and stuff like that well I am kind of so what so far we got that rising premiums of that we have uh, well the roads. We do have a rising crime rate here or incidents of reported crime. I don't know. It could, it, it's just higher rates that, of crime. And it only works if they're reported, right? Because if you don't report the crime. So that, that's gone up. There's a shortage of employees. That could be brought about the shortage you can point, may be able to point the finger at affordable housing, the lack of affordable, the amount of affordable housing you need to have a workforce down here. That's why we have a bus system. We have an impromptu bus system that comes down here and brings workers. But since the shortage of workers, there's probably less people on that bus. I'm wagering there is because there's a lot of restaurants that can't go back to full hours because they don't have enough staffing. So, yeah, there's staffing levels. There's affordable housing. There's flooding. We got flooding. We got flooding. Uh, there's low-lying areas, and for whatever reason, I don't want to piss off anybody because some people don't believe in global warming. They just mean it's the water's higher. But these neighborhoods that were built years ago, their, their roads are going underwater during the high tides in the fall here, late fall. And, and they can't drive their salt water, so they can't drive their cars to it. It causes corrosion. 
So there's that. Christ, what else we have? Well, we have traffic. We have, in, in Key Largo, we have uninterrupted growth, unhindered growth. Because we really don't have, it's only the county that really handles that. And Key Largo's unincorporated, meaning, or it's not a municipality. So they have, they don't really have a government for Key Largo. It's part of the county. The county administers that. So we have really unrestricted growth here. They say, oh, yeah, there are rules. There are one, two, three. I mean, there's a house being built behind me. It's been being built for years. And up the street, up the street, when I talk about the street, less than 75 yards or 100 yards uh, towards the highway from my house, there's two houses being built. The property across the street is being subdivided into from uh, one big lot into four small lots. So they're probably going to build there too. So they cut down these trees that are here. So we have relatively few trees. And they keep on building these homes. Though the highways and the peak, when you add the into the mix... When you add, when there's 90, only 90,000 people down here, it gets busy at rush hour, and, you know, when, or when kids are out of school, and when they're going into school, right? I, I got that backwards, but that's the way it is. Well, adding more people in the mix year-round, yeah, it'd be great right now in November, but once December rolls around, if you have a 10% growth of the economy, the, the, high, the roads aren't any bigger. The roads aren't any bigger. And uh, there's only an increasing amount of highway deaths. And, you know, it's a very dangerous highway down here. So that's, you got that. So I listed a bunch of things. And there's, uh, I'm sure there's other things. I'm sure there's tons of other things. But on the front page, out of all these things, the county takes aim at iguanas. Okay. And there's other problems that the county has, and I don't think iguanas would make it into my top 20. Yeah, they shit on your car. They'll eat your vegetables, destroy your garden. But all those other things are the things that really get you. Iguanas, they're, they're an invasive species. I understand that. But why would you make that your keynote feature when there's so many other problems. Say, listen, I would say, oh, iguanas are a problem. We're going to try to eradicate them on county lands because that's all they can do. They're not allowed to go in there onto other people's property necessarily, or they can, but they won't do it, but they can guarantee that have people walking on. I, I don't think you can get people to go on there because some people keep iguanas as pets so if someone went into a yard and killed an iguana that would be some interesting lawsuit the state killed my pet because they decided that it was part of the problem and and it's not illegal to have them as a pet right it's just illegal to have have them in the wild so it's just interesting the front page the front page of the free press 
that's that's what we have. And and they don't say it sarcastically. They don't say it sarcastically. They're saying the county takes aim at that. They they'll eventually put an article in that people at Steel Right Point can't can't uh, a friend friends of mine that live in Steel Right Point. They came into the bar last week. I think it was Wednesday night. The mother is a a hairstylist. And the son is a high school student. I guess he's a high school student. Junior, senior. And you're, you know, they're allowed to sit at the bar. It's all right. I mean, it was for dinner. So they're talking. They're talking about the flooding in their neighborhood where she, they have to take a, they take one of those, uh, what do you call Paddle boards. Paddle boards are boats. Because it's about eight inches to ten inches of water, twelve inches of water, and it gets deeper. They said, actually, for her, she said it was above her knees. So you can't drive your you can't drive your car through salt water. You shouldn't drive your car through salt water. It'd be like, so some people do it. I know some people do it and they just trade it in. I'm like, you got to be careful down here if you're buying a car in South Florida. Look for salt water damage because these low-lying areas people are um, I mean I've been I've gone through puddles that I shouldn't have because I didn't know how deep they were so you know obviously when a car goes so deep that it gets that the engine gets compromised and you're you're totally screwed with that I mean it can still happen like that but you can see how these people for weeks and weeks and weeks, they can't park their car. They can't make it down the street and park their car because they don't want to get salt water. Some people even have a, uh, a spray system they put on so they can uh, rinse off the undercarriage of their car when they go through that. You know, there's, and some people have jacked up vehicles. The guys that have these Jeeps with the... Uh, if you. If you're a hunter or people that are in boggy areas, you'll see these. Their their exhaust comes right out the front of the rear of the hood on a Jeep. And it goes above the um, ceiling of the passenger part. So you put it way up so your your Jeep could get, you know, with having that tailpipe, that air, that place, that they're going to be able to um, go into the water without having to worry about sucking that stuff in. So they build those there. for Some people just live down here. They, they get trucks that are jacked up just so they can get in their neighborhood. And then they got to park their car at the closest place they're allowed to park their car. Remember, we're an island. And there's not additional space. So that's a serious problem. And it's a big issue. It's really... I'm not... Saying it's going to be easy. There's nothing really to do. They could do mitigation by raising. They could do one thing. Raising the roads. Very expensive proposition. Plus, increases some of the compensatory kind of. If the flooding gets high, it could trap the water on the other side too. The roads. So you got to do drainage underneath maybe and stuff like that. So it gets really expensive raising the roads. You could do flood mitigation by putting barriers up. Also expensive, but not as expensive as raising the roads. They put these big inflatable 
things in the neighborhood. But what happens is when you have sustained water, it bubbles up underneath. You know, you have to have a, a thick dike system like they have in Holland. And that's what they keep the ocean away with that. And there's some places that they, they, they did that. They started doing that in the 1700s in order to reclaim, reclaim farmlands and stuff like that. They say, you know what, we better, when it's dry, we better start building something to keep it when the water gets high. And they did that. You know, here, it was just temporary. And people go like this, well, this is, this happens all the time. I dispute that because these houses are, some of these houses are old houses, been here 70 years, right? Since the 1950s. And they're built in neighborhoods that have been around for a while. And no one would build, I mean, there's higher places in the Keys that were developed later. So these people, they didn't build a place in that every so often flooded, every so often uh, frequently, every year flooded. Probably one of these things when a storm came in or something like that. Yeah, they had some flooding when a storm, but what were you going to do about a storm, Right. But a regular flooding event because of high tide. It's crazy. So focusing on an invasive species. And just the state of Florida and the county has a program to eradicate the Bur- Burmese uh, python. That's an invasive, uh, invasive species down here. Right? And they have a series when they send these people into the Everglades and stuff like that. And they started doing it a while back, at least five years ago. And you know what's all over the place still down here? Burmese pythons. Now, Burmese pythons, if you had a run-in with a Burmese python, there's a possibility that you may not be coming home. So I can see the eradication of Burmese pythons. It's a big deal. Now, iguanas, people say, well, you could die from iguanas. You can get salmonella from the skin. Oh, don't fucking lick the uh, iguana. Or it shits on your car and it could obstruct your view. Obstruct your view. So, okay, that's, you got your things, stuff like that. And it eats, it eats all my uh, flowers. Eats my flowers. Oh, and it kills, it, it eats eggs, birds' eggs. And you go, oh, okay. So you're worried about the birds and stuff like that, which is good. I'm worried about the birds. I don't like all the uh, pesticides they use that actually hurt them and stuff like that, but. I, I can I can go for that, but they're not really concerned about the birds. I don't think they are. And like I said, those other problems I were mentioned moves that iguana problem right to the. It's like if you have. I'm watching this show, Life of Crime, this documentary. It's on. I think it's on HBO Max. It was over the course of 36 years. It's three, and I. I mentioned it yesterday. Three people follow three people over 36 years, and uh, they're, they were thieves and they were drug addicts, and just following them and seeing what they were doing and following them right up to today. And I'm, I'm going to watch it as soon as I watch this show. But um, the one guy, I don't know if he was a primary character, but this one guy, okay, yeah, he was. Billy, I think his name was Billy Monahan or something like that. He uh, is at a friend's party or something like that. And it's just his cohort in crime. One of his co-thieves and heroin addicts and stuff like that. I mean, 
other than that, it seemed like decent guys. But it's a different world. That's why it's a documentary. It makes it interesting. You know, like this. I'm not used to... I don't really hang out with people like that. I may have know, known them, but I, I didn't hang out with them like that, where they were going, hey, I want to go and do a line or uh, a shoot a line, you know, shoot, do a shot of heroin in the bathroom. You know, that wasn't a part of my thing. Now, the person could have went and done the shot of heroin in, in the bathroom. You just didn't know it. They didn't tell you they were going to do it. and say, hey, I'm going to go and score some heroin. Oh, okay. No, but this guy had a girlfriend, and she was pregnant. Which was a serious problem, right? And he starts, it was horrible in the documentary, he starts beating up on the girlfriend who's pregnant, who later became a prostitute at truck stops, right? He was beating the shit out of her. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, he started talking about a problem. He says, he says, listen, you shouldn't be saying that stuff about uh, this stuff, the thing. That's, a, that's your biggest problem. That's your biggest problem, that you, you you mentioned the gift or something like that. Something silly he was mad about. Shouldn't talk about. That's not her biggest problem. Not nearly. Her biggest problem is that the father of her kid, maybe the father of her kid, um, is a total asshole. And could and a heroin act thief. You know, that there's a bunch of problems other than someone that can't keep a secret about a gift or something like that. So, I mean, you really got to step back because a lot of times there's not going to be anybody. There's, you know, the Humane Society doesn't believe that you sh- they should be cruel. You know, you shouldn't kill invasive species like the iguana cruelly. And I agree. I agree with him. You've got to be effective and you got to kind of curtail these invasive species. But it's going to be hard to really eradicate them. You know, they, we have everything they want. We got birds, we got food, and, you, know, you know, they got, you know, they got fruit trees. Iguanas are going to be around for a while. You're not going to be able to get rid of them. I mean, you might be able, if you pour all the resources you would to protect the roads, the schools, or, you know, oh, I didn't even put the schools. How about the schools? You can throw the schools in, the teachers, the housing, and all that stuff. So you could take all that money from those in police protection, Take all that extra money and put it into iguana eradication. And you, you know what? You still wouldn't get rid of the iguana. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Uh, thanks again for downloading as many episodes as you can. I get a little heat sometimes for uh, the shows I do down here because the powers that be don't really like that when I point out that, you know, environmentally, that the cruise ships aren't necessarily... It's good for business, the cruise ships for Key West, but it's not necessarily good for the environment. So, I mean, it could be selfish. So, oh, well, you know what? Fuck the environment. No, I don't... No, I, I actually, I don't... I don't think you should fuck the environment. <laughs> because we got to live in it, right? So, but thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for downloading the episodes. Keep that up. It's getting our rankings up. It's getting our numbers up. The more numbers we have, the more exposure we get, and the more revenue it generates. So thank you very much. If you have any questions, send your questions to jimmckeysbartender.com. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye.